Hello and welcome to The Landed Podcast. I'm John Montgomery, co-founder of Landed, a travel company specializing in tailor-made journeys throughout Latin America and the Antarctic. At Landed, we're devoted to exploring these regions, searching out exceptional experiences and locations for our clients. The Landed Podcast profiles some of our favorite places and brings you conversations with friends we've made along the way, explorers, artists, and visionaries. If you're a repeat listener, welcome back. If you're new to the show, thanks for joining us. Maximiliano Broquen, Max to his friends, is my Argentine brother. On the long list of people in Latin America to whom I wish I were related, Max is topmost. I admire his character, vision, temperament, and commitment. Max is a talented and accomplished project manager, thinker, administrator, and deal maker. His first big opening was the Faena Hotel in Buenos Aires in 2004. Today, he serves as managing director of Vic Retreats. When he's not on property, you can find Max kite surfing, playing football, or spending quality time with his son and daughter. Max and I meet up regularly, usually in Buenos Aires, but sometimes in places as varied as Morocco or Miami. We have dinner or lunch together, talk about work and family, and dream sketch projects and adventures. We spoke just after the close of Uruguay's peak season, while Max was at home in Punta del Este, Uruguay. Max Broken, it's been too long. How have you been? Hi, John. I am fine. How are you? Are you in Uruguay today? I am, yes. In La Vara? Uh, I am in Punta del Este right now. And it's a Saturday. You got plans to do some uh, some soccer or some kite surfing today? Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's Saturday, and I usually play soccer in the afternoon in the Seniors League here in Maldonado. The Seniors the... League? What are you talking about? That's correct. I, I, I play with older people, but not that older, so I need to be trained. You and I, I think we first met in like 2009 in Florianopolis. You remember? Yeah, that's correct. I remember you and Erin, you were um, buying some properties or, or at least knowing some properties in, in, in South America. And it was one of our first travel shows where we have uh, Estancia Vic open and, and we were trying to get Uruguay into the map of uh, some travel agents. But you knew where Uruguay was. I was impressed for, for that. <laughs> if I'm not wrong, 2009 is the same year that Estancia Vic opened, right? Yeah, that's correct. We had a soft opening in December 2008, but we, we start getting real guests by January 2009. Let's go back for a minute. You, you're, you're Argentine. I am, yes. Are you from Buenos Aires? Yeah, I am a real porteño. <laughs> but you escaped, and you've been in Uruguay for, it seems like, at least 10 years. Yeah. Um, I was born in Buenos Aires. I, I was educated in Buenos Aires, but uh, I started working in the hotel industry when I was 20 years old. And... In some, after like three, four years, 
of uh, Park Hyatt in Buenos Aires, I realized that I didn't want to be in a city hotel. So I moved uh, down to the Patagonia and I managed a hotel there called Las Balsas. Sure. And from that time, I always, uh, I kept going back to Buenos Aires where my family is. That's, that's my born city. But I, I really prefer to live and work in, 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 in places where you can, you can have a better life. Uh, yeah. More space, whales, mountains, water, I don't know. Better for your you kids too, I, mean. I do. Yeah, we just, uh, we just left our city home and we're in the process of uh, planning something pretty wild. Wild that's, and, that, wild and that's free. That's interesting. If, if you're thinking in wild, uh, keep Uruguay in mind because it has everything. Well, we've talked. Natty's, know. you know, we talked about that. And we hope we reconvene that discussion. Absolutely. So I came to Uruguay in 2008, at the middle of 2008. It, it has been like 14 years now. Um, and I came with my kids. They were two and three years old. Now they're uh, close to end high school and going to the university, yeah. so times are changing. And I, I, I now choose Uruguay. Uh, Uruguay chose me at the beginning, uh, and, and now I choose Uruguay. And, and it's the perfect place for us to live. If you were talking to someone who'd never been to Uruguay, what would you tell them? Why should huh. they come? Uruguay is this small country in between two giants like Argentina and Brazil. Uruguayan has, um, I am not sure how many, but hundreds of miles of uh, beach and, and ocean front, um, virgin, sandy uh, beaches and, and resorts. Uh, Uruguay is the place that Argentinians and Brazilians choose for their holidays. Uruguay is safe. It has educated, friendly people who love to welcome and serve uh, friends and people and foreigners. And it has ocean, it has lakes, it has very nice, it's a developing country. It has a very stable government and three million people, 12 million cows. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a perfect place to come to visit, to live in, to spend, I don't know, six months during the winter, our summer. Um, it's beautiful. So, Max, you're, what brought you to Uruguay was, um, was work. But before you began working with the VIX, you were working with Alan Faena. You helped develop that first Faena hotel? Um, yes, I did. Um, by that time, I am trying to think, but it was in the beginning of 2000, 2003, I would say. I was living in New York. And I received this call from Massimo Yanni, uh, who is for me one of the best hoteliers in the world, an Italian 
very interesting guy um, who was living in Argentina by that time, leading this fine hotel development. And he called me to help him opening that property that it was in a ghost town then, which is now Puerto Madero. And I, I moved back to Argentina. Do you want to get that? No. Okay. <laughs> Carrie Big. I don't know how to... It's Carrie? Put her on. Yeah. <laughs> you want to talk to her? An another time. I want to talk to you. <laughs> I'm back. Yeah, so uh, that project, very successful, led to the, the opening of a... Uh, eventually the opening of another hotel in Miami. Um, what did you take from that experience? Um, that's an interesting question. As, as I said before, um, when I arrived to, to this uh, construction site where the hotel was going to happen, I found a golf city. Again, I was coming back from, from New York. So uh, I, I didn't know Puerto Madero, even being from Buenos Aires, I didn't know there was a development there. No, it was, it was, back then, it was abandoned sort of dockyards, warehouses. Absolutely. Absolutely. No reason uh, to go there. Yeah, it was a storage of uh, grains because it's very close to the port. So they, they have these big buildings full of food, but uh, there was nothing more. Yeah. And uh, what I take from... Alan mostly is his vision, his fashion, his uh, passion. He's also from the fashion uh, side of the business, but uh, he really envisioned that he could do something spectacular in this little town. And I think he did something similar in, in, in Miami. I, I've been to the hotel a couple of times, but I don't remember that area as a hot spot before. Mm -hmm. So he really gets into these pieces of land where he can develop his dreams and, and, and he make it happen through a lot of, uh, again, passion and, 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 and he's a tough guy who goes after his dreams until they're, they're completed. So coming off development of Faena, you were, you were with that hotel for, for how long? Maybe five years? I would say uh, three and a half. And you meet Alex and Carrie Vick. Um, so after I left Faena, um, I thought I had enough of he or she, so I wanted to do my own thing. And I started my own company in Argentina. I had my second kid, Uma. Um, and we bought a house outside the city of Buenos Aires, and I started doing some feasibility studies um, for new hotel developments. I started helping some hotels, small hotels, to be successful. And that was a small company that I ran for, a, let's say, a year and a half. It was going pretty well, but in the middle of that, I received a call from a headhunter in New York who uh, told me about this project in Uruguay that was going to be amazing. 
that it was um, a family from half from America and, and, and half from Northern Europe, from Sweden and Norway. So uh, I, I, at the beginning, I didn't want to leave what I was constructing in Argentina, but I took the chance and I took that plane that they bought to me, that air ticket that they bought to me, and I came to Jose Ignacio and I loved the idea. So I came back with Natalia and we started looking for schools for the kids and uh, that's how the whole story began. So it's probably 2007 or so? Yeah, I would say the negotiations started by the end of 2007 and I moved to Uruguay by the middle of 2008. Yeah. And Estancia Vic, that was about a year and a half maybe of your involvement in development before opening in, in early 2009. I think it was less than that. I arrived to Estancia Vic, again, to work there by the middle of 2008. Most of the hard work in the construction was done. Um, the whole idea, or at the, begin, at the beginning, the idea was to build their own family home for the winter. Um, Alex Vic's mother, Susana, uh, was Uruguayan, and Alex started coming to Uruguay to meet part of his family back in the 90s. And uh, he wanted to buy a piece of land where he could be um, with his family close to the ocean, but also in this Marlboro country where he could ride horses with his family. Uh, so he and Kerry started searching for a property, and that's how they found Estancia Vic in Jose Ignacio, which is only five, mi five miles from the beach. Yeah, I've heard him and call it Wyoming meets Saint-Tropez. Yeah, yeah, they usually say that. Um, and again, it was a, a home project from the very beginning. When I got involved, it was because they realized that it was going out of scale somehow, and they were going to use it only a few days in the year, so they asked me to transform that into a guest house, but always keeping that sense of being in someone's home. Mm -hmm. um, so that, that was the conception of the whole idea. And going back to what you just said, where Miami, Wyoming meets Saint-Tropez uh, made us buy and, and, and build another property on the beach, which yeah, is Plaza Vic today. You needed the Saint-Tropez portion. I mean, back in that time, there wasn't, uh, wasn't a comparable property on the beach. So Playa opens December 2010. You're working with the architect. You're working with the artists from the inception. Is that right? Yes, that's correct. Um, I would say that I had to I had to deal with all that, but the Vicks really got involved and hands-on in all the um, architectural project and the selection of, of the artists. That's, that's what they really loved, uh, the creation of the concept. In, in Playa Vic, we work with Carlos Ott, which is a pretty famous architect. He built here the Punta del Este Airport, um, and that's how Alex discovered that some of the 
shapes and forms that he used in his constructions were something that he wanted to do uh, on a beach project. Um, and yes, they, they, they have been involved uh, in every aspect, in every detail of the construction, mm. the design, uh, and, and the art selection, uh, both Kerry and Alex. It's a very personal design. The sculpture building is a sculpture. The pool juts out over open air, the swimming pool. It's not, nothing standard about the, the project. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And uh, what it makes it absolutely unique in, 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 in all the properties, uh, it's also much harder to, to maintain and, 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 and to keep in a perfect way because mm -hmm. we don't have two chairs alike, we don't have two desks or two sofas alike. It's like every single room, every single common space has been designed um, and, and, and the artist has been choose for that specific place and, okay. and nothing can be changed. Or, or it can be changed, but it has to be backed up by a pretty good idea. So, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's a hard work, but it, but it, what, what it makes it very special. You, you have a James Terrell installation in the lounge on the first floor, if I'm not wrong. Uh, no, you're, you're correct. We have two, in fact. We have one in Plaza Vic, in the library room, which is a common area where our guests can sit down and, and have uh, work or, 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 or Zoom meetings. It's, it's a very beautiful place where we have a James Terrell uh, artwork on one of, of the walls. And then we have another one in the, in, at the pavilion in Big Chile, in the, in the vineyard. Mm -hmm. I, I have to think that Playa Vic and Estancia Vic acted as an anchor or created some gravity that led to the eventual creation of the, the second James Terrell Museum in South America. No, no, it's, it's next door from Plaza Vic, it's in town, and it is absolutely amazing. I have been there when they opened, and I had the opportunity to meet James Turrell, which is a very interesting man, and <clears throat> also his wife. Well, so you, you've been busier than just doing two hotels. La Susana, the restaurant, that was 2014. And while this is all going on, Vic Chili, the vineyard has started and you had the cabin there, but I think you opened that same year, 2014, you opened for guests, uh, the main lodge on the hilltop at Vic Chile. Yes. Yeah, you are right. That was a very busy year because we were thinking, um, in having both property, uh, both La Susana and Bahia Vic open before 2014, and we couldn't finish on time. So uh, we opened La Susana as a beach club restaurant, but it was much smaller than what it is now in the summer of 2013-14. When I, when I say summer here, it's uh, December, January, December 2013, January 2014. And then 
during 2014, we opened both Big Chile and, and Bahia Big. Um, the winery has been there for a much longer time. Um, they start making wine uh, in the middle of the 2006, 2007. Um, and they have this small cabin, as you said, where they usually receive the wine buyers, international wine buyers, and they use uh, the Vicks use this cabin for themselves, for Alex Curry and the kids. And somehow I went there to visit it, and people start asking if they could stay there, Chileans and some foreigners. So that's how we uh, start thinking in building a hotel, and Alex and Curry did all the architecture and, and the design, and we called Marcelo D'Aglio to help make that dream came true, and, and, and now we have that amazing property that is, uh, I would say, the most ambitious project that we have so far. It is very unique. It's glass on top of the Andes Mountains. It's beautiful. It's, it's uh, maybe the most special one in my memory. Uh, had the chance to go there a few times now and most memorably with with my family it's filled with beauty and it's it's clear that every detail was was planned and and thought through with intention it's not a formal place you know all of the vic retreats i would say although they are almost like living in a museum in some ways a sense that you're in someone's home, a home where, you know, art is a priority and design matters, but not a place that's uncomfortable or unwelcoming to to families even. Yeah, I absolutely agree with you. And um, it was part of this um, main idea of the beginning of, of, of the creation of our brand. When I took over Estancia Vic, that it was intended to be a family home. I wanted to to keep that idea, that philosophy, that you are visiting someone's home and you are welcome as you are welcome in a friend's home, in a family home. Uh, when you get to our property, the idea is that you forget about formalities and signing bills and pay for a bottle of water or coffee. Um, the main idea is that you are there because you are invited to be there, because mm -hmm. you, you choose to be there and we choose you to be there, and, uh, and you really enjoy what you are doing. And there's um, really no reception desk. You, you, you're just welcomed as you arrive and taken to your room. Yeah, you don't welcome a friend in your home with a reception desk. <laughs> The service is, uh, it's warm, it's friendly, but it's not formal. When I think of some of the friends we've made there, some of the people you've introduced us to, Thomas Laura, you know, Pablo Cáceres, or, or Nesma and Amaury, these are people who you want to have as your friends, you know, people you want to stay in touch with, and I'm sure people do. Absolutely, yes, yeah. Um, we have some guests that when they, 
want to come back and they do, they, they call their friend in, in, in our property. They call one of our experienced concierge, they call the GM, they call the waitress and they said, hey, we are going back. And, and again, I know uh, a lot of our collaborators traveling overseas and, 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 and having meetings with our guests or even staying at their homes. Yeah, we, we create a very special uh, relationship with, with, our, with the people that visit us. During the creation of the hotels, I'm sure Carrie Vick is, is very involved. How are the artists selected and how are they directed? So um, here in Uruguay, when we opened the first two properties, Estancia Vic and Playa Vic, we worked closely with a curator. Uh, his name is Kike Badaro, and he's also one of the artists um, that work in, in, in our rooms in, at the Estancia. And he will ask, I would say about 50 or even more artists to present their works to the Vicks and they will choose uh, together who can work with us and where. Because there's not only um, artists, different artists in every room, there's also a conception and a communion with the furniture and as you said with Curry's design and, and, and furniture in, in every single space. So, for example, at the Estancia, we have four patios, uh, one in the north, one in the south, one in the east, and one in the west. And the main idea of having four patios is that you are always, you can always be in an outdoors area without wind because it's in the middle of the countryside, even though it's five miles from the beach. Um, and the art, if you are at the Estancia, if you stay on the east wind of, um, on the east wing of, of the property, you will have artists with a lot of color is where the, the from where the sands, the sun comes up. So all the artists on that side were artists that Kerry and Alex and Kike Badaro choose because of their of the lights because of the colors that they use. Mm. Uh, in the south, that it's the coastal area of Uruguay, most of the artists work with the blue, so it, they represent the, the ocean. On the north wing of, of the Estancia, it's more green uh, and countryside colors, and on the west is the sunset, it's the ochres, the brown, the, the sunset colors. Mm -hmm. So there was not only choosing artists, but choosing where those artists were going to work and, and what kind of furniture we need to match that art. It seems that the artists are given a lot of creative latitude. Um, some of the colors, the patterns, even the subjects are pretty bold. And I know that people will often request one specific room. Have you learned from the first project and adapted the way that the art is, is included or what art is included? Yes, uh, you're absolutely right that we, give, we gave the artists um, a lot of freedom to create. Uh, 
even though uh, some of the patterns were um, agreed with the VIX from, from the very beginning. At the Estancia, we had a couple of rooms that were controversial because they have nudes or um, some very bright colors like gold. I, I love those rooms and yeah. they're still there, but they're not for everybody. So we try to um, give those rooms to couples or art lovers. But yeah, we learn and uh, I will say that in all the rest of our projects, um, we still have some controversial things because the art is it's controversial, but uh, it's much more neutral. It's much more for everybody at Playa, Bahia, Galeria Vic in Milan or, or Big Chile. But um, we don't give up. We, we really want to be unique and we really want to have the very best artists with their own ideas. So sometimes we have to deal with that. These are unforgettable places. I, I've heard that you have, you know, many marriage proposals every year. Yeah, yeah, we do, and um, it's very exciting when that happened. And and a couple of times those wedding proposals ended up on a wedding party at our properties, uh, which is really really interesting. And and again, um, we try to be a place that you will remember when you have a bite of a potato that will remember you, what you ate when you were with us in Uruguay, um, when you smell the countryside, when you ride a horse. We really want to be in people's memory forever and those kind of things are absolutely unforgettable. And yeah, it's 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 very emotional and and the whole vibe and atmosphere of what the Vicks created are very special and people who get who get it they they want to do everything in our properties they want to uh, get married they want to celebrate their birthdays and and we have a lot of that. Many of your guests, or probably most of your guests, have pretty busy lives. It's got to be intentional that you've called these Vic retreats and not Vic hotels or Vic resorts. These are places to come, spend time with the people you care about, rejuvenate. And, um, you know, you can go to dinner in your Havaianas and a t-shirt if you want. There's no, there's no pretension here. No, absolutely. And, and I would say that Uruguay and mostly Jose Ignacio has that chic bohemian vibe where everybody can get together with everybody, even celebrities and locals. Um, and as you said, you, you are free to wear whatever you want to wear and you can be with barefoot having a beautiful lunch or dinner at La Susana with your feet on the sand, and, and that's perfectly fine. What do you hope guests take away from a stay at Vic Retreats? Hmm. I think I mentioned this before to you, but I will say 
a memorable stay. Um, they will take with them memories. They will take, I, I want them to take back home um, flavors, smells, happy, happy time. Is there an ideal guest for each of the properties? Um, no, I would say no, even though... They're <laughs> so different. They're they are very different. I, I can see that guests um, stay in one of the properties and then move to another one, and they, they love them both. Um, at the Estancia, I would say it's more adventurous people. The Estancia, it's uh, quiet. It's uh, in the middle of the countryside, but again, only five miles away from the beach. So it's very family friendly, plenty of activities, uh, tennis, some golf practices. We have polo, water sports, kayaking, canoeing, mountain biking, a lot, a lot of things to do I at mean, the Estancia. Paintball. Paintball, yeah, <laughs> you're right. <laughs> Uh, Plaza Vic is more intimate. I would say usually couples choose Plaza because it's small. It's in the middle of the city. You can walk everywhere. Um, Bahia Vic, it's very close to Plaza, but it's bigger. It has La Susana, the beach club. It has the Yak Yoga, the pavilion where we host parties and events. Um, and it's right on the beach. And Everybody who wants to be in the middle of the scene choose Bahia Vic. Chile is a destination itself. Um, people who go there want to be in the property and they don't go out during their, their stay and they try the wines. They also have plenty of activities. They do hiking, mountain biking, wine testing. Uh, and Milano, it's a, it's a city hotel, but it has that sense, even though it's inside the Galleria Vic Milano, it has that sense of something different, of uh, something unique. It's not like any other city hotel. It has the art in every room. It has this friendly service through our experienced concierge. Most of them train by us in South America. Um, very fresh food with vegetables from the area, seasonal vegetables, and we try to have all that sense of the very best in your area. But uh, it was challenging in Milan going back to that property because we were used to countryside places, to resorts, as, as, as you mentioned at some point. Yeah, and starting from scratch, where this is... It's a historic building, if I'm not wrong, it's from the 1860s, designed by Gustav Eiffel. And it's, it's what I think of as the center of Milan. It's right next to La Scala and right next to the Piazza del Duomo. I mean, when I, when I think of being in Milan, it's this very street, this galleria that I, that I think of, right, with the, with the windows and the skylights. Yeah, you are absolutely right. You and, can't uh, get it wrong. That's a pretty high, uh, 
level of expectation. Yes, yes, absolutely it is. And, and, and again, you're in a room inside the Galeria Vittorio Emanuel. I, I, I was trying to think a comparison with some other place in America or another place in the world, and there's nothing like that. Mm -hmm. You are inside a historical monument and you open your window and you are in there while you probably most of the tourists have to uh, get their path into the Galleria and you are up there having a glass of wine and, and, and facing the whole scene. You can, from most of our rooms, you can look at the Scala. Uh, and again, yeah, it's, it's, it's very particular, but we try to keep that home feeling. And sometimes it's harder when people just spend their hours to sleep and, 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 and work. But uh, we are getting it, and I think people can. We people are choosing us because we are not simply a city hotel. We are much more than that. So you now have three hotels in Uruguay in Vic retreats. You have you have Vic Chile in Chile. You have the Gallery of Vic Milano in Italy. What's what's next? Hmm. That's a tricky question. Um, Is it a secret? <laughs> um, the VICs are always open for new opportunities. Um, I would say in my personal view, and this is something we have been discussing for, for a year, it's, uh, it's creating a management company. I think we have now a very strong brand for luxury small properties and uh, maybe our next step should be take over the operation of, of some properties and, and, and help them to be successful. Hmm. Max, let's go back to where you are now, at home in Uruguay. What is your perfect day in Uruguay look like? Mm-hmm. Woke up, have a walk by the beach while my kids are, my teenage kids are still sleeping. Um, come back, have a nice breakfast with them. Talk. Uh, always, always a little of work. Um, have lunch by the beach on uh, in an open space restaurant and then sometimes play soccer most of the times uh, kite surfing um, I love to play soccer with my friends and also kite surfing in the afternoon right before the sunset and then go back home and have a nice meal and share some moments with my friends Oh, I want to be there for that dinner. You should. You have been here for that dinner. Yeah. And you've come. One of my favorite memories of you or with you and your kids is, is in the Grand Canyon. I always remember you and your lovely family. It's time for you to come back to the U.S. Absolutely, yeah. We, we, we had a great time together. I, I do remember that. It was my first time in an RV <laughs> and 
always being with a local it makes things much easier and you really knew those unique small spots and and we loved it yeah we i think my kids and your kids will always remember that short vacation that we shared together next time argentina is not going to be in some world soccer championship and we can go on the rafting trip next time <laughs> yeah okay max i don't know how to explain it you're you're important to me and uh i value the friendship um more more than the time we've actually been able to spend together would suggest you're uh you're somebody i admire and you're you're kind of a brother so i thank you for your time and for the association thank you thank you very much uh it has been challenging time for me with the pandemic for everybody i guess but uh you have been pushing me and supporting me to keep going when when sometimes you really want to give up and uh and you know how much i love you and i love your family and uh i try to be more formal for this interview podcast <laughs> or, or whatever you call it it's me man <laughs> but uh but yeah I, i i have a very special feeling for you and uh I would love to share more good times with you. So maybe next project should be in Utah or Colorado. Yeah, I think it should. I got a little spot to show you. Please do. I have a lot of little spots in Uruguay to show you. <laughs> Max Brokend, you're you're a creator and uh um a traveler and it's 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 a pleasure to know you. Thank you. All my love to you and your family. Uh keep going, keep discovering Latin America. You know Latin America better than anyone. Uh I don't know Latin America as you do. And uh I love those experiences that you have with your kids when you really get into the countries, the culture. So uh keep doing that because we learn from you all the time. <laughs> Thanks, man. All the best. Much love. If you'd like to know more about custom travel in Latin America and the Antarctic, reach out to us at landedtravel.com. Since 2006, Landed's success has been built on word-of-mouth referrals. If you enjoyed this episode, please take a minute to rate the podcast or share it with a friend. Thank you for listening. 